0: This is Bill Munhausen with another episode of What Makes Sense, uh, episode 86. I'm joined by my wife today, Margaret. How are you, sweetheart?
1: I'm doing well, thank you.
0: Okay, I hear you're recording there. Okay, we we were planning last time to kind of kind of focus on Passover this time, but after re-listening to last week's episode, we realized we we kind of covered the the essence of Passover that Jesus is the Passover Lamb, and we thought about going through the whole Passover Seder, and we realized that that was just going to overwhelm people with just a lot of a lot too much detail. So we're going to do something kind of quick here. We're going to focus in on just one part of the Seder meal, and that was the um, a portion of the Seder. The Seder was a long order of events, a kind of a formal celebration. There were more than a dozen events in this dinner celebration. And one of them was called the Yahats. And in the Yahats, there was this thing they did called the Afikoman. And uh, Margaret, sweetheart, maybe you could talk a little bit about how that Afikoman portion worked. What did they do?
1: They actually had three pieces of afikomen, which is a flat bread that has no yeast in it, that has been punctured with a fork. And so, and yeah, it matzah. also has all of these lines going through it for like the stripes that um, Jesus took. Now, none of the um, Jewish people understood what they were doing, but God must have ordained it and kept leading them on these ways, even though they thought it was their own idea of how to celebrate because it just points to Jesus over and over again. And so when they had these three pieces, at this part of the celebration of the thing, they have a special covering that they cover each piece of matzah with, and it'd be like one folded piece of um Linen and they'd fit the africomen in, then they'd take and they'd set one in the middle and they'd set one on the other side of it. So there were three right together yep. enclosed by this, but the <laughs> middle one they would break and they would take and they would wrap it in this other special piece of cloth and they would go and hide it. So that the younger ones, the youngest ones that were at the seder, which would probably be you know four or five year olds that love to go on a, a hunt to find things. At one point in the seder, they go to search for it, and the lucky one who finds it gets a special prize, and usually they give them some money <laughs> because. Um, it's just so special, but how that represents Jesus in so many ways that Bill's going to lead you in right now.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking about uh, the the book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 19. It's, a, it's uh, Jesus celebrating the Passover with his disciples, and he does this kind of curious thing. He takes some bread, which was matzah, because they were celebrating Passover, unleavened bread. And he broke it and gave thanks. And he said, this is my body, which is being given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. And very likely that was the time when they were breaking the afikoman, the centerpiece of that three pieces of matzah. So what Jesus was saying essentially is, you've been searching for this afikoman all of these centuries, and here I am. I'm what you've been searching for all along. I am your real prize." because I brought you redemption from sin. It's an amazing little picture and it, it was done for the children. And I think that's really important that the adults were, whether they knew it or not, whether they understood what they were doing, because we can't really determine what the source of this custom was. But they were teaching their kids that there's a an important prize out there. And they came to realize much later that that prize was Jesus at least those Jews who ended up being followers of the Messiah i think that really covers gives you a sense of how Jesus fulfilled passover he was the sacrificial lamb he was the the uh, unleavened bread without sin and uh, he was the afikoman you might say
1: and it is uh, interesting also that They have these four glasses of wine that they drink during the ceremony. And so that's how we as believers came to have Holy Communion, where you take the bread and you take the wine in remembrance of what Christ did for us dying on the cross. Yeah, it wasn't
0: just something that Jesus made up on the spot. (laughs) It wasn't some new celebration that was a Christian celebration. It was a very ancient celebration. Okay, so that is what we're going to say about Passover. And we're going to move on now to talk about the fall feasts. And here we're a lot more speculative because Jesus hasn't fulfilled the fall feasts yet. The best we can do is is review what the feasts were and look for clues. And the very first one of those fall feasts was, uh, it had a number of names. One of them was Yom Teruah. The Feast of Trumpets. It was also called Rosh Hashanah. And yes, it's the Feast of Trumpets. This year, the Feast of Trumpets is going to happen on our calendar, October 3rd. But it's important to realize that the Jewish calendar was different.
1: Yes, they have their months. And like we told you, when Passover started, it was the first month of the calendar year. And so that was the month of Nisan. And now we're coming to the seventh month which is the month of Tishri. And it also, though, is the start of a year cycle. So you have new beginnings on each of these times where the Lord came the first time into the city of Jerusalem and telling them, answering all their questions and being the Passover lamb for us. And that was so special in that he was born there, but nobody really understood the godhead of how he and the the holy trinity is mm-hmm. there and then he's promised that he's coming the second time and so we're thinking that the way that he did those other um fulfilled them on the days when they were celebrating the feast that he might be coming back on the 1st of tishri when they celebrate the Feast of Trumpets because they say he will come with the cry of the trumpet out in there. And the reason people know, nobody knows a day or hour of it is on that one, they always have the choice of these two days. They have these people watching for signs from the moon of what's going on, whether it's the start of the um, new month when you follow a lunar calendar.
0: Yeah, we kind of glossed over that, but the. Ancient Hebrews used a lunar calendar, which means every month was thirty days or approximately. And that's why this all of these feasts kind of move around on our calendar because the Jews are following a lunar calendar, which is only three hundred and sixty days a year, and every four years i think it is they add another month to their calendar to make up for the difference because the seasons kept on getting off track
1: we're actually in their second month of <coughs> adar the second right now and so uh, they they come around in just those long time and here we are and it's going to be our leap year so <laughs> our calendar mm-hmm. is making the jump this year too
0: right there's no perfect mm-hmm. way to set up a calendar I have a few verses here that I think are, are worthwhile because this is the Feast of Trumpets and the Bible has a lot to say about trumpets, so I got a few verses out here. One is 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 4, uh, verses 15 through 17. And it says, For this we say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a Shout with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So this is a a picture of what Christians call the um, rapture. And it's happening at this time when the trumpets are sounded. And it's very likely we can surmise that probably this will happen around the Feast of Trumpets, We just don't know what year, it could be this coming year. Feast of Trumpets is always in our fall months. It kind of moves around because of the lunar months from September to October. Uh, This year it's very late, October 3rd. So one of these years, the Feast of Trumpets is going to bring about that time when all of the believers in Christ are raptured, are taken away, and that will be the start of something called the Tribulation. Jews also have this this idea, it's not really one of the feasts, but it's the Days of Awe. What do we know about the Days of Awe, sweetheart?
1: Well, it's a time when they've just gone through the Feast of Trumpets, and the next feast that's coming up is their most solemn, and um, I would consider it one of their most important feasts of where they're going to have to, it's called Yom Kippur, and where they go, it's a Day of Atonement, where they examine themselves during those days between the Feast of Trumpets and when this one starts, mm-hmm.
0: the days of awe, are sometimes called the uh, days of trouble, and it's because it is that time leading up to this solemn moment called the uh, called Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And the Jews are re-examining themselves, and re-examining is is always troublesome.
1: (laughs) And repenting of any wrong they've done, and going out to correct the wrong with their brother, and make things right before this holy, holy day, the holy of holies, I would call it.
0: Yeah, some people liken it to the tribulation that's talked about in Daniel and Revelation. Although we can't be certain of that, but certainly the Revelation tribulation is that time between the rapture of the saints, probably, and when the Antichrist is on the earth and all kinds of bad things are happening leading up to the war of Armageddon, and Armageddon would be when Jesus comes back and sets up his kingdom on earth. Did I get that kind of right? Did I say that correctly?
1: No, I don't quite know, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll make a pass on that one. I, I didn't look through thoroughly into the things about that.
0: Yeah, and the reason for that is is believers who are looking at future Revelation through the prophets or through prophecy are uncertain. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. Some people read the book of Revelation and take it entirely figuratively. Some people try to take it literally as something foretelling the future, and there's not a com- complete agreement about it. And that's because there can't be. We don't know what God knows. So, as we're talking about these future times we're speculating about them we're saying this could be what's happening here. So that brings us to um, let's see did we talk about Yom Kippur very much? I guess we did. After Yom Kippur which is that day of atonement we have Sukkot, the Feast of Booths or Tabernacles and that's kind of a picture It says that in Exodus 25, 8, it says, Have them make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell among them. Make this tabernacle and its furnishings exactly as I show you. So the Jews are imagining a time. Part of the tabernacles was remembering their time in the wilderness when they left Egypt and they were on their way to the promised land and they had to live in tents or booths or tabernacles But it's also a future look at maybe a time when God will come down and and live with them and inhabit with them. It could be the millennial reign when Jesus comes to earth and he reigns for a thousand years. It could even refer to the ultimate day after the judgment when um, Jesus reigns forever and the new Jerusalem is brought down to earth. So there's a lot of speculation about it but Enough to say that it's a time of rejoicing. I think Tabernacles is celebrated as kind of a party. I think it's a week or two weeks long. Do you remember how Tabernacles went?
1: Well, almost all of the feasts are very joyful. God likes the dancing and the singing and the thankfulness. The only one that I see in there out of all of them is the Yom Kippur where it's very solemn. So yes, it would be a time of rejoicing and also a time of simplification and not being so involved in the worldly things. You're getting back out into nature and looking and watching up to God and being able to see the sky and and just um, spending that time there seeking him during it. And I, I think yeah. it's a really pretty wonderful time.
0: Yeah, some people in Israel actually set up a kind of a tent or tabernacle in their backyards and for a couple of for a week or so however long that festival is they they spend more time outdoors in a more primitive setting It's kind of like our idea of going camping (laughs) but they do it on a regular basis because god commanded them to
1: it's a good time also that they um are more intermingling with one another that everybody's out there so you always get to see them and and check up on them it's a time of It's like the old days
0: when people used to sit on their front porch and -hmm. people would walk by and they'd say hi and they'd have conversations. It's it's something that us older people remember with a certain fondness. And it's something that's almost entirely lost now thanks to air conditioning and (laughs) backyard decks instead of front yard porches and all of those kinds of things that and the pandemic, (laughs) things that keep us separate, separated. But it was, um, it's a time of being much more social, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about the feasts. And um, I guess maybe we should close with how can people really get to know the details that we've kind of glossed over because we're coming into the spring feast now. And there are ways that people can actually um, participate in a, in a uh, Passover Seder. Uh, we've done it several times. Sometimes churches put them on. We we just went to a Messianic synagogue, which is a place where uh, Jews have come to know their Messiah, Jesus Yeshua, and they meet together in a synagogue and have traditional services, and, and they seek to find other Jewish people who maybe don't know the Messiah yet. So it, it's kind of... Um, I don't want to call it a Christian synagogue. <laughs> because no, they're
1: kind of evangelists in their Yeah, they're with their evangelists, own <laughs> much
0: more so than most churches are. But every year they celebrate the feasts and they invite people to come. So you might want to look up a, your local messianic synagogue, or some call themselves messianic congregations, and find out if they're celebrating Passover and if you can be invited. Because that is how. Uh, My wife and I started years ago as we just kind of joined in with people, and after doing a few of them, we studied it, and we started hosting seders ourselves.
1: We also know or have met different um, Jewish people that are believers, and just they put it on in their home, and then they invite people over, and you always get a little bit of a different twist with each home you're at, and They're just, it's a wonderful time to see the symbolism of everything and understanding more and more of what it was like in the past and even is going on now in the time we live.
0: Yeah, and especially Jewish believers, uh, people who believe in Yeshua, Messiah, uh, they have a a greater awareness of how the ancient customs uh, all pointed to Jesus all along. It's kind of like when they become believers in jesus all of a sudden they say oh yeah that's why i was doing that that's what that was about and they're very eager eager to share with christians who don't know all of these traditions uh, appointed times
1: appointed times and the people um what was i going to try to say the jewish people and stuff that love the lord are really just like any other believer we just i mean they study the word and they want to follow close after him and they know it's the atoning blood that jesus shed for us in order to be saved and so it it's a really good thing for people to know it because a lot of the churches don't really tell you very much about the beginnings of the different things but the other
0: thing we've we've participated in a couple of times is tabernacles because uh, we actually went to a tabernacle celebration in Oklahoma and it was a little odd but it was mostly uh, we took a tent and everybody was there in tents some people were in big camper rigs because they wanted to be more civilized but it was really just a, a cool time it was like a refugee camp we were all there together in the in the wild and we braved the bad weather and the good weather and we walked around the campground and got to know people. And we were kind of the odd ones because we were just people who uh, were church attenders. Yeah. And many of the people in that particular gathering had come out of church and were um, kind of overwhelmed by learning about all of the Jewish customs. They, some of them were offended by their church experience. So when we came in, they were expecting us to be one way and we turned out to be another way and
1: um, we had good discussions we had wonderful discussions
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes and it was it was just a really a good time I think um, once you get out in that kind of a situation people who are following the Lord are less judgmental they're not into their denominational things and they're in a more social environment and so they can have talks about stuff it's it's um something every church should do more of
1: and they had a lot of um singing and they would have a special time where if you didn't know the dances you could go over to this other big building and they would be teaching you how to do a lot of the like the hava nagila and -hmm. the different things so then when that's
0: what she likes is (laughs) like dancing yeah
1: it's very fun
0: (laughs) it is very fun very glorifying to the lord so i guess to summarize you want to repeat what this no no summarize
1: well you can summarize
0: i don't know how to summarize (laughs) (laughs) that she's shaking her word because she thinks i can do it so we have these seven seven feasts and we go from passover i probably should have notes Help me with the list. Passover. Unleavened bread. Unleavened bread. First fruits. First fruits.
1: And then comes Pentecost.
0: Sh- yeah, Shavuot.
1: Shavuot. And then with the fall and feast and that the fall we feast, just fall feast, trumpets. Had, terura, some yeah. call it. Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. And, and then Tabernacles. Yes.
0: So whenever you put that list together... Go out on the web and see if anybody's celebrating those and join in and that's your best way to learn about them in detail and remember always you're not returning you know you're not returning back to the law when you look into uh, celebrating these God-appointed things. You're learning what God's heart was in ordaining them. So if possible Join a Messianic or a Christian congregation that's celebrating them because they can give the the right spin on it, explaining how Jesus fulfilled all of those things. And you can learn a lot about the roots of Christianity because we are all followers of a Jewish Jesus. And that's something we all have to remember as believers in Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, and they are the natural branches, and we and are grafted, grafted in. in. And so we're really one with Jesus through his sacrifice and His love for us, the Father God's great way to bring us all into um, a future that we can't even quite imagine how wonderful and glorious it's going to be.
0: And it always makes me think of something new. But we have to keep in mind as, as believers, as Christians, that it's not just about going to church and getting saved. We're, we're part of this grand plan that God put in place, beginning with His chosen people, Israel continuing through the church and the Gentiles and leading toward a conclusion that we think is not very far off. Maybe this year, maybe a few years, but not very far off. We see the signs in history and current events right now. So don't sell yourself short. It's a big, glorious thing we're involved with. And I think we'll leave it at that for now. We've done our best in explaining the biblical feast without boring you with too much detail and just God bless and ponder about these things study these things thanks for joining us today until next time go out and do good